What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Productivity Lovers Podcast, Episode 9. We're still here. We are. Welcome, Productivity Lovers Podcast listeners. Hey, hey. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Yeah. How are you? Should I tell you how I'm doing? You know what? I'm fabulous. I I am operating in an interesting space, but I'm going to say that I am fabulous. I am happy. I am always happy to see you. You know that. Love chatting with you. So I'm going to operate from a position of I'm not talking about anything that's going wrong. And you know, there are some things going wrong, but everything is fabulous. Everything is great. (laughs) I I think we should operate out of a place of always telling the truth. (laughs) Well, I think maybe you're right. But if I aim for fabulous, I'll get a little bit of that. That's true. So there are some things that are a little bit wonky and upside down. Yeah, that's true. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm alive. I'm healthy. I have clothing. I have food. I have people that love me. I have you. I know. You have me. That's always fabulous. Of course. So therefore, I am fabulous. How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, You know, I think in the grand scheme of life, my renters have water problems. (laughs) Therefore, (laughs) I have water problems. But... You know, that distracts a little bit from the productivity of just being one with my to-do list when it's completely derailed by other people's list of things to do, but I'm good. They're lovely people. And I'm really happy that I feel like we're a family. You know, I feel like I have these lovely people living in my house and I like them and they like me and we get along and it's nice. going well. It's a good relationship. I love it. I feel like you've just gotten a whole new set of bonus people. You know, I did. Yeah, they're totally like the other day when I left there, I was like, gosh, I could hang out with these people for fun. (laughs) You like them. You know, I like them. Yeah. So I think that, that. it's like when you're sharing a house with someone, it's like, you know, there are challenges to it. But besides that, I think, you know, life is good. Yes. And so we, I'm choosing to focus on the good things and not let some of these wonky crazy, ridiculous, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening kind of things get in my way. So as you know, I think the truth is also that whenever things like that happen, you have two choices, right? One, you can just honor the feeling of anxiety and fear and like honor the space that it's going to take time for you to recover from how you feel about it. Sure. Or you can like cope in some unhealthy way about the fact that you're not going to deal with it. Or you can just accept. Yeah. I feel like that's where you're at. You're in acceptance. I am. I am in acceptance mode. I don't quite, I'm not in the understanding mode <laughs> just yet, but I'm accepting what is happening. And I, and I think I'm dealing with it with some grace. Yeah. I think. And just so everybody know, Deb's okay. <laughs> I am fine. There is, I'm alive. I'm healthy. Yeah. I did say that, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, I think we should say that because yeah, you know, just people right may off worry. the bat, everything people just, may, may worry about you. Yes, and I do appreciate those of you who worry about me, but everything is fine. Nothing that I am experiencing right now is 
it's all fixable. Yeah. It's all fixable. It's annoying, but it's all, it's all fixable. It's all renovation related. I was going to say, you have two clues about what's related to kitchen, kitchen, and kitchen. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, enough about dwelling. I was thinking, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the rule of three and apparently uh, there are a few of them. Yeah, I I think I think we discussed talking about just rules in general. And yes. How does how does that apply to like real life situations? Well, we started out with rule of three, but you're right. I mean, last time we talked about Pomodoro, and Pomodoro has some rules mm-hmm. attached to it. There's you know there's another one when I used to organize, and you've heard this one where you shouldn't touch papers more than oh twice God, or something I like hate that. that rule. Right? It's Don't Ohio. handle it more than twice. Ohio, only there you go. It once. And only handle it once. There's that. There's the two minute rule. If you can get it done in two minutes or less, just do it. I yep. actually kind of like that one, but there's always a rule that we're sort of trying to fit ourselves in. Yeah, it's like a box. And if you don't fit in the box, you suck. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's just, you know, let's just see how much love hatred we have over the rules <laughs> and let's just go down a couple of them. Like, just to be honest, I think sometimes, sometimes clients ask me for these things. They're like, what? Yes. They say, what is the rule about X, Y, and Z thing? And in my head, I'm thinking like, well, really, I like to rebel against some of these rules. And then I also, I'm a rule follower. So it's very confusing. I think sometimes though, we are so overwhelmed that we want a rule. Mm -hmm. We want a guideline. We want a A plus B equals C. If you do it this way, you will always be golden. But life is not quite like that. And so sometimes rules, they constrict, right? And if they flex a little bit, they can flex with you no matter what the day serves up. So I think clients... I feel for them because they want something to rely on. Mm, They want a routine and the rules. There's usually a rule that goes with a routine. Like I get up and I brush my teeth first and then I brush my hair and then I get dressed. And hopefully I remember my deodorant (laughs) and all of those things. Sometimes I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So rules can be really helpful until they're not. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think that what came up for me when you said all that is like rules keeps us safe. Whenever you know what the rules are, there's a level of safety that goes into that. And therefore, I trust that the world is okay. I do. So I'm going to start with Ohio, which stands for only handle it once, which is a rule that people apply to a lot of things like their paperwork and their stuff around their home. I don't know really how people apply that to their time but I think it's all connected, right? And yeah. I, I really, I think that rule is, it's great. I don't know who invented it. Good for you for com- coming up with it. 80% of the time, I think it's unrealistic. I was about to say that. Is it reasonable to think that you can only handle it once? Unless it's obvious, this is, sh- this needs to be shredded. So I, I pick it up once and I take it over to the shredder. Or... You know, this is clearly junk mail. So I put it in my recycling. I'm only handling it once. I grab it from the mailbox and I go straight to the recycling bin. That's once. But I'm not sure if you can really do that with all the other things that you have in life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think what comes up for me is like, if you already have good systems, 
and you know where this stuff needs to go because you're fairly organized, handling it once works just fine, right? Because then you're right. You know where your shred box is. You know where your recycling bin is. You know where your filing system is. You know where your batteries go. (laughs) And you have a routine around those things. Right. Right. you, You know where to put it. So it makes complete sense that you'll like only handle it once. Otherwise, I don't know that it's a great rule. But I think one other rule that comes up for me that's kind of attached to only handle it once, it's like it's like the two-minute rule. There's a two-minute rule. I think there's a three-minute rule. Yes. I've seen a four-minute rule. Like everybody's <laughs> coming up. There's probably a five-minute rule. Right? <laughs> so what are your thoughts about those rules? So I like the two-minute rule that says if you can do it in two minutes, just handle it. I think for the most part, most of us, can carve out two minutes to do that thing. We have to be realistic and reasonable too, right? Because we sometimes think it can take two minutes when it can really take 20. Mm-hmm. So, so understand how much you can do in, in two minutes. Sometimes it helps to actually set a timer for two minutes so you can feel how that time elapses and how much it really takes. I can brush my teeth in two minutes. And you know how I know that? Because I have an electric toothbrush and it stops after two minutes. It's time. Yes. It's right. So it's timed. I know exactly what two minutes feels like. And actually, because I'm so used to that, it does it in 30 second bites or chunks. I I automatically move the toothbrush to another quadrant of my mouth right around that 30 second mark. So I'm in that groove Mm. and I know how to do it. So sometimes when I don't feel like brushing my teeth, I say, you know what? It only takes two minutes. Yeah. Two minutes and you're done. Yeah. Quick, easy peasy. If there are things like that in your life that are quick, easily done, don't take a lot of thought, that are part of a strong routine, you can really take care of it and be done and cross it off your list, do it. If it's going to take three minutes or more, I don't know, maybe think about it. Five minutes or less for me. Yeah. I think what I remember is yesterday... I made reservations for my sister. She's going to Philadelphia to okay. see Green Day. Nice. Yeah, I know. So much fun, right? Yeah. So I made reservations for her. And, and of course, like the reservation showed up under my name. So then I had wow. to call and make a change. And I thought like, oh, this should only take five minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> it didn't. 35 minutes later, Ooh. I was still on the phone trying to t- talk to customer service about a basic name swap change, right? It was like, and I was thinking like, wow, this is a real long time for something that I thought it shouldn't take that long. Why did you think it would only take five minutes? I don't know, because I thought like I dial in, I say, hi, this is my reservation number. And I would like to like take the name out of Chris and add my sister's name to it, which is Vanessa, right? It doesn't feel like that much work. And then they would save and close and then send me another thing. Like just describing it took 30 seconds, no. but proceed sometimes is like outrageous. Too long. So if you, if you don't know, actually know how long something will take and you're guesstimating, would you say, yes, try it anyway and see if you can do it in five minutes? Or would you say, let's wait because it could take longer. I know that when I brush my teeth, it will absolutely be two minutes. Yeah, that's there's no, for sure. It's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. But in a case like I'm going to call another human being yeah. who may not be on their at the top of their game or who yeah, may not understand sure. the process. I don't know. Maybe maybe those sort of unknowns should be scheduled. 
Yeah, but think? I would have never scheduled 30 minutes for that call, even at the best not. best mm-hmm. of times. I would have never imagined that swapping a name in a reservation would take that long, right? Yeah, so, I, would, I wouldn't have guessed 30 minutes. I may have guessed 10. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 10. S- so my my thing about these rules is that sometimes, you know, I multitasked while I was on hold. Okay. Like so I, you used your wait time. I yeah. did, yeah. I yeah. filed paperwork that were on my desk okay. that just been sitting. So I read some junk email and newsletters while I was on hold. So I okay. kind of like doubled That's a it whole up. another episode. Why are you reading junk emails? Why? I, but we'll talk I about that another time. I've been buying things for the house. So, you know, okay. every time you click on something, they send you something else that's related okay. to it. I don't, it's that's kind okay. of a complicated reason why to to read emails, but I I used my time doing something else, so I feel okay. like I doubled up. But yeah, I think that was a violation of my two minute rule because I thought it would take just a little bit, and it really didn't. Okay, and I can see how sometimes thinking that something is going to take two minutes and it doesn't, yeah, and derail your whole schedule, right? Because you're it like is. inserting all of these little things. So clearly, I didn't do anything else that I thought would take two minutes <laughs> after <laughs> that call because I was like, "Well, that quota is gone." Well, I mean, it it could help for someone to have sort of a series of activities in their mind, or even a list of things that they can do in five minutes or or less, or three minutes, or less, or even two minutes, so that when they are presented with some extra time, or time that they didn't have before, maybe something that was scheduled is now rescheduled to another date, you can say, well, would this, could this fit in this time, you know, in this time block, in this block of time, could it fit? And if I know generally what things take two minutes, or 10 minutes, or 30 minutes, then I can gauge which thing I might insert in that spot. So I think maybe having an idea of activities, maybe recurring activities that one might need to do, like sort through the junk mail or, I don't know, check through emails or unsubscribe from newsletters that you don't read anymore, things Mm -hmm. like that. Then you can probably be a little bit on top of, a lot on top of your game, hopefully, but just a little bit more prepared and how you use that time. Yeah, I do have to say one of my, I'm moving on from that rule. <laughs> Let's move on. One of my favorite rules is like pairing things together. Love you that. know, uh, a few a uh, few years ago, I became responsible for like picking up the mail and taking yep. out the trash, which had not been my, you know, had not been my responsibility for years. Right. And so I found myself forgetting to do those things regularly. Yeah. And I went to lunch with another one of our organizing friends, Emily. Hey. (laughs) And I was, she's like, how are you doing? You know, living by yourself. And I was like, this is really frustrating because they're (laughs) all the things that I used to not be responsible for that now I have to be responsible for. But I just don't like it. And I said, and I keep forgetting to take out the trash. And she laughed, you know, she thought it was like the most hilarious thing. And then she was like, have you considered one of the techniques we tell our clients all the time of pairing things together? And I was like, what do you mean pairing? She's like, I don't know, like pairing watering the plants with taking out the trash. And I was like, I was like, genius. So on Wednesdays I started, even though it wasn't trash day, I would put out the trash early. I I I would take out the trash I would water the plants and I would get the mail. So once a week, at least my mailbox got emptied out (laughs) 
nests are working so well. I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. So pairing is one of my favorite rules. I do like that. My pairing is a little different. So yeah, tell me about it. I like listening to podcasts or Mm -hmm. watching a show or listening to an audio book when I'm on the treadmill. Okay. So those two, so it's a a really great way to multitask because I'm getting my brain and my body worked out at the same time and really carving out that time, but I'm getting two, like a two for two for one. That's very true. So I really, I really, really love that. Are you walking or are you running on your treadmill? Okay. So if I run, my lungs feel like they're coming through my nose. So there's no (laughs) running. And if running happens, it is for maybe a minute, two minutes, and then I start walking and then I run again for a minute or two minutes, but that's about it. So all your runners out there. Interval training for you. Yes. Interval training. It's the only way I can run. (laughs) I can't run for very long. So I'm not distracted by how I feel. So if I were running, I would be really distracted by how I was feeling, you know, the fact that I'm gasping for air. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to fall off or something like that. So if I'm walking though, you know, I'm able to still get my heart rate up, but not so much where I can't pay attention to what I'm listening to. Yeah. So I really love putting those two things together. Yeah, you have mentioned this before about audiobooks and uh, exercising them. and I Thank you. Like you mentioned that you your book number count was pretty high. Okay, so I checked that book number count. So the last time we talked about this was probably towards the beginning when we first started doing the podcast, right? Yeah. And so just last week, I checked. I am at book number 54, I think. That's amazing. 54. So I listened to a book in probably a day, day and a half. And it's not that I'm sitting down and listening to the book all in one sitting. I'm not just, let me sit down in the sofa and listen. I'm doing it while I'm doing other things, usually walking. So Mm -hmm. I, I make a point of getting up once per hour. You know, my tracker tells me, Hey Deb, it's time to get up. And then that's when I listen. So even if I'm only walking for five minutes, I listen for five minutes. Yeah. And then when I have 10 minutes, I give it 10 minutes. So, but I'm listening enough that I'm able to get it done in a day, maybe day and a half. So 55 so far, 54, somewhere thereabouts. So are you listening to them like at two and a half times the speed? No, not at all. Nope, just regular speed because they sound funny when they go at one and a half times. They sound funny. There they are sound some, real funny. There are some books that are really slow though. Even at two times the speed, they still sound really slow. Yeah, so th- I'm listening to one currently that is a little... For me, boring. I like historical books. I like hearing, so it's historical fiction. I love that there are some real things tied into this fictional work of art, but because it's a little boring, it's harder for me to, to really kind of get into it. I just use my two-minute rule. Two-minute rule. I knew yeah. that I could answer that question in less than two minutes. Two minutes and yeah. I knew that if I didn't answer that question, he would keep coming back <laughs> and that would take longer than two minutes. So just interrupt the podcast and ask, like, yeah, hey, right? Staring you down, like, why don't we? <laughs> I know. Two-minute rule in action, guys. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, I'm sure there's some, like, kid rule that goes with that, too, where, like, if you don't respond, they just keep coming back until... Oh, tell me about it. Tell yeah. Me, tell me about it. What other rules are we fan of or not so much of a fan of? I'm trying to think. So I I am a fan of clearing your desk at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's Definitely. a rule. It's it's a 
sort of a resetting rule so that when you walk into the office the next day or your workspace the next day, it's clear, it's ready for you to begin working. You don't have the chore of having to clean up and organize and kind of get it ready. You're ready to go. I don't know that it can happen in two minutes. It might need 15 or 20 minutes at the end of a day, but it's 15 or 20 minutes well spent. So I love that rule. Yeah. I I do not clean my desk of every day. <laughs> I, yeah. love we, I love how we bring two sides to the story here at this podcast. Yes, yes. I know. Productive even when your desk is messy. Um, Listen, you, I, can, you can I, still get stuff if your desk get stuff done if your desk is messy. Absolutely, yeah. you can. And there are people who need some some of that. They can put their hand on a piece of paper. They know where it is, what they're looking for. So I don't think you always have to do it, but I do think it helps your brain the next day. It does, yeah. If you know the lay of the land and things are kind of clear. Yeah. I do have to say that I take things from my desk and I pile them on the floor. So I have like project piles on the floor, a couple of, you know, currently I have three piles. And you you know what those piles are, I would imagine? I do. Right? And you know what's in those piles? I do. And okay. it's funny because the other day I was in the kitchen and I, I pile all the kids' schoolwork on one big pile. And one of them said something and I was like, I was like, piling looks so much better. <laughs> and then she looked at me and she's like, yeah, you like piles. I have noticed that about you. <laughs> and I was like, in my brain, I was like, is she saying that in a not derogatory way? Or oh, she she's not. She's, she's making an observation. I think she was making a sarcastic observation. <laughs> I thought it was funny because I was like, yeah, that is who yeah. I am. I pile things sometimes. Okay. That's okay. Well, when you, you know, even if you are a pile person, I think that's fine. If your piles can be somewhat organized and neat somewhere and you're easily able to reach for them when you need them, I think that goes a long way too. So I'll look much better the next day. I mean, right now I'm in sort of a makeshift space. So yeah. I don't have a routine around the space. Normally I would be upstairs in my office, but that's not available to me. So I right now have piles around me, but it, it's hard for me to see them. So I'm always trying to neaten them up and try to put them in some kind of order because I like seeing a clear space. Yeah. And so that rule for me really sort of is ingrained. It is. I think those sounds like a lot of good rules. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and... If even if we don't like a rule, doesn't mean that someone listening can't like it. For sure, know. yeah, it might work for them. And if it works for you and your life and your routines and what you've got going on, then absolutely go for it. Uh, absolutely. And if you're using one of the rules that we talked about successfully, and you want to tell us how uh, how it's working for you, uh, please share with us on any of our social media. Should we recap the rules we talked about? We talked about Ohio, Ohio only handle it once, two minute rule. Many rule. Clear your desk at the end of every day. Clear your desk or not. Or not. Or not. I vote for yes. <laughs> and we talked about pairing. And pairing, matching up activities that you can do at the same time. So good multitasking. Thank you for giving the definition of what pairing is because people are going to ask, <laughs> what is pairing? <laughs> it is not a very fancy word for something that we do a lot. In That's like, true. That's help, true. Helping our brain stays organized and productive. Absolutely. All right. Well, unless you think there's anything else we should cover. Nope. I think we've covered it today. We're good. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. See you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.